0: Students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. What a great catchphrase, inspiring, and motivational. So what? You know, it's funny, as this podcast has progressed over the months, this is episode 109. This is the one that's coming out on June 27th, 2021. It's been a great run. We're going to keep it going. But one thing I've noticed, for some reason, the episodes that don't get near as much play are the ones where money is one of the topics. You know, we talked about retirement. We talked about out-of-pocket expenses. Those really didn't get uh, listened to as much as the others. I guess people don't like substitute teacher podcasts when money's involved, and I guess I'm guilty because, you know, I retired as an accountant. I wish I had been in teaching all my life. We won't get into that again, but it's interesting how that has gone. Now, last week's episode about students teaching teachers, that was a pretty popular one. You all were interested in listening to that. And to be honest, it's topics like what we're covering today that seem to get a lot of attention to. So I do want to mention one thing before we go forward. Buzzsprout gives me a lot of information on how to make the podcast better. It tells me what specifically episodes are popular. It tells me what section's the most popular. It tells me that if some people tune out about when they tune out. So very powerful. But they have told all of us podcast folks that the absolute best way to get more listeners to your podcast is word of mouth. So I'm asking for a favor. You in fact, I would prefer you not just go to your friends and say how hey, I like this podcast. I think you'll like it too. You can do that if you want, but be specific if there's episodes that you really liked, tell your friends about that specific episode that is the best way for us to grow. I want to continue doing this, and if you could help me out in that regard, that would be great and Of course, any type of Apple review that you can give us, that would be great as well. I am reminded a couple of years ago, at least, a friend of mine posted a video on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page. It was a video of a ball girl at a baseball game sitting in a chair down the third baseline A ball was hit that was going to be foul but stay in the park right around the foul pole. And it showed her running back, climbing three-quarters the way up a fence, catching the ball and coming back down. And my friend was so amazed. He knew I was a great baseball fan, and he sent that to me immediately. And I had to kind of break his heart because I told him, man— that video has been around for about seven or eight years, and it was a Gatorade commercial. That was a doctored video that didn't actually happen. And he was kind of embarrassed about it, but he's kind of like me. He laughs at himself too. So I say that to say this. I think that catchphrase that I use to open the show, Students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's one of those catchphrases that cycles all the time. And every time it cycles, a new teacher has posted it like, look what I just discovered. This is the greatest thing in the world. And of course, I'm I'm not mean. I don't jump on there and say, yeah, everybody's already heard of that. I, I, I usually just click like and go on my merry way. But the point of this whole episode is this. I've been substitute teaching now for three years, started in November of 2018. I've already gotten approved to begin substitute teaching again in August of 2021. So this will be heading in to my fourth year, and of course, there's some parcels in there because I started late in the pandemic-type situation, but that's okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to this new year as well, but as I look back, there's only one teacher that I can think of that falls into this category, and I'm not sure this teacher is still teaching. I don't know. I have no way of confirming that, but they used to post teaching catchphrases all the time, and I know it made them feel good to have people like the catchphrases, but I subbed for that teacher several times, and that teacher didn't live by those catchphrases. In fact, it was one of the very few teachers I've ever substituted for that when I went into their room, I really had to kind of guess at what the assignment was. There was no notes. There was nothing left for me to look at. In fact, typically what would happen is another teacher would show up to help me get started. And I know in one case with this particular teacher, even the new teacher that came in to help me, she couldn't find what I was supposed to do. And, and she even made the comment in front of me, how can somebody teach every day and be this disorganized? So that is a very few—I'd say that's less than 1% of the total teachers I've run into. But yet, that same teacher thought they were a great teacher by all those little cutesy catchphrases that she found, that she posted— that in her, her heart, I'm sure she thought that that made her look like a great teacher, when all it was is talk. Today's episode is going to be about, all right, we post catchphrases. Yes, it makes, it feel, makes us feel good. Yes, your friends say, oh, you're such a good teacher for posting that. But you're not a good teacher yet. That catchphrase means nothing. T- unless you put it to practice. So we're going to go through a few of these. I'll be honest, the one the one catchphrase, the only one I mentioned so far, is actually a really good, if not my favorite, of the whole bunch I've seen. Let's, let's talk about, again, the students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You've heard me preach that over and over. That just means... Don't just go in there and try to show off your knowledge without showing to those kids how much you care for them. In fact, if they interpret you as somebody that just walks in and wants to show them how smart you are, boy, you're talking about flipping the switch off. They tune out. They don't enjoy it. They only go through the motions. Hopefully, they'll get a good grade out of it. But if you come in and the very first thing you say is something that shows you how concerned you are for them. When I teach high school classes, I usually go in there and say, listen, you're old enough now that I'm going to consider you an adult. So here we are, a room full of adults that have learned we're old enough now to know how to respect each other. We're old enough now to know how to treat each other. And I want you all to know that you're just as important to me as I hope I am to you, because I'm here for you, not the other way around. I have no desire to show off anything I know. I want to share what I know. And to be honest, I'm expecting to learn things from you this year, too. Now, if you went in there, that's my speech. Doesn't need to be your speech. But if you went in there and focused on building relationships and building, I guess, camaraderie is the type of word we're looking for with those students, if you concentrate on that first, those students are yours. They know how much you care at that point. Then you can show them what you know. They will care about what you know if you show them How much you care first. So that's a great catchphrase. Let's make sure, though, that we put it to practice. All right. Now, now this one's kind of comical, and it really has nothing to do with the students, but I thought it was a great one. A teacher wants the same thing from administration that they want from their underwear, a certain amount of support and a certain amount of freedom. And, you know, and I'll even go back to the corporate world. My favorite bosses were the ones that told me what I needed to get done and then just let me do it. And I'll be honest, my favorite principals, and and I've got some experience now with long-term relationships with principals where I've taught nine weeks once, six weeks once, and then, of course, this last year, it was my whole year was substituting for the same school And the principals have always been outstanding to me. So I hope that you're having the same relationship with administration at your school or schools. But I will say this. The reason I bring it up is not really how to build a stronger relationship with administration. I would just say this. Don't let those students hear you talk about your administrators if you've got something to share, if you're, if you're in a gossip mood, gossip to the other teachers. Don't I wouldn't prefer you gossip at all. You know, if if you need to talk to your administrator, talk to them. Be honest with them. I just think that if you share your gripes with administration, or for that matter, even with other teachers that gives a bad reputation to the administrator. You may have totally misunderstood that administrator. So why put a black eye on that administrator in your all students' eyes? So talk well about your fellow teachers, about your administrators in front of your students, any gripes that you have. Work it out in the departmental meetings and any type of teachers. But I think it kind of destroys, takes a little bit away from the students when they know, you know, maybe even they, maybe they love the principal. Maybe they love the teacher that you're talking about. So let's face it. If you're talking about somebody that they have a great relationship with, they might start tuning you out some. So always be conscious of how you treat the others, teachers and administrators in front of the students. All right, try this one on for size. The best teachers teach from the heart, not from the book. And again, my point is not that this is a bad catchphrase. In fact, this is a wonderful phrase, but it's more along the lines of how you deal with the phrase. If you're just posting this phrase everywhere, everywhere, you're getting likes everywhere, everywhere, and then you don't actually teach from the heart and not from the book, well, then you've kind of missed the point. I would say this. For me, teaching from the heart is the books are necessary, the handouts are necessary, the assignments are necessary, but when you teach in such a way that they know you really care about whether they're learning or not— Rather than just hope that they're learning, throw everything out there and hope that they're learning, that's not going to accomplish much. Teaching from the heart means, to me, giving them ways to better understand things, using things in an example. I like to share personal stories, even from a, when I teach math, I've got all kinds of personal stories about how, you know, at times you, You talk about getting bills paid. You talk about investing. That works real well with math. If you're an English teacher, teach from the heart. Teach how important that language is. If you're a science teacher, teach about discoveries. What a difference. Don't just show them how to do something. Teach it from the heart. Show them what it's meant to the world after this discovery took place. you're a history teacher, I've watched my wife do it, and I was kind of, I've said this before, I've kind of was, was glad that we were both teaching from the house for a while during COVID because I could hear how good a teacher she was, how she related to those students all the time from the heart. And you know me by now, add some fun in there. That comes from the heart. If everything you use in that class, you see those kids grimace and say, oh, no, not again, we got to do it that way, figure out a way to have fun. When I was teaching probability, we brought in all kinds of dice and coins and tried to work through probability by using real examples. I played a clip from a Twilight episode where a guy got in trouble for gambling because he didn't really know much about probability. So teach from the heart. Put some homegrown things in there. And of course, from the heart means be kind when you're teaching it. Don't come across as, kids, you better learn this or else. Come across as, this is why it's important, guys. You will use this most days of the rest of your life, and then you're teaching from the heart and not just from the book. This one has a quasi-serious tone to it. The fact that you worry about being a good teacher means that you already are one. Now, I apologize for not knowing a lot of the originators of these quotes because a lot of them have been repeated so much, but by the time you see them show up on your Facebook page or Instagram or wherever you see them, there's nothing attributed to anyone. You might not know where they came from, but this is a good one. If you leave that classroom, if you leave that school room or school year, I should say, and you're already got in your head, I hope I did a good job with those kids. I hoped I helped them progress. I hope I was a good teacher. Well, then you are. If you're concerned each day about how well you did when you were teaching, you are a good teacher. If you leave that classroom and can't wait to get home and dread getting back to those students, I'm not going to say you're not a good teacher, but maybe part of the reason that you're bummed out is you've let your attitude get to that point. So be concerned about those students. Some of them will give you a hard time. There's no doubt about it. But figure out ways to smooth that over. Figure out ways to overcome that. Remember, be concerned about those students, and you are already a good teacher. Here's one of those global quotes about teachers. Without teachers, life would have no class. I really like that one. I I don't always click the like button when I see these quotes in Facebook, but this one, when I see it come up, I always do. Without teachers, life would have no class. It's kind of a play on words, of course, but teachers are important. Now, I'm not sure if I had been a teacher all my life, if I would have near as much money in my retirement plan, I might not have near as much money as I was going through life. I don't know that for sure. I might. I don't even know if I want, to be honest, the way I, my attitude is now, I'm not sure I would have wanted to be a principal I really, not that they don't work with students, but I really like getting out of the office and getting into the classroom. So I know they make a lot more money, especially depending on what city you go to. They earn it. The bigger cities usually have usually have more problems. So they earn that money, I feel. Teachers, I will always feel till I drop dead that they are all underpaid. But without teachers, life would have no class. We would have nothing for those kids if the teachers weren't out there. But again, that's another one of those phrases that don't just post it somewhere because you're mad that teachers don't get paid enough. Post it to just emphasize that we want to help your students. We want to help your children. Make sure that they know coming to class is important because without teachers, life would have no class, we would have no education system, we would have no heart to give to your students to make them feel better about themselves while they're learning. Now, this one, it might ruffle a little feathers, maybe not. The best teachers are the ones that change their minds. Are you one of those that, regardless of having evidence right in front of you of what's worked better for one teacher, and you refuse to let them know they're right, or maybe you just refuse to yourself to uh, in, to realize that the way maybe another teacher was doing it was better? Are you? Do you have so ingrained in your mind that everything you do is the best way to do it? Well, You don't fit under this phrase then. This one says, again, the best teachers are the ones that change their minds. Be willing to listen to others. Be willing to listen to those students. The episode last week was about students teaching teachers. Be willing to listen to everybody and see if you can better yourself as a result of that. And if you need to change your mind about something, by all means, change your mind. I don't read this one very often, but I have seen it. Teachers affect eternity. No one can tell where their influence stops. Now, that's just a fancy way of saying, maybe you couldn't really tell that you got through to a specific student, but maybe because of the way you treated them and the way you tried to teach them, maybe you at least planted Mm -hmm. that seed that another teacher cultivated, that another one cultivated later, and just maybe because you got the ball rolling, they turned out to be a great person, someone that respects and treats each other well, and you're partially responsible for that. So what you do affects eternity. No one can tell when your influence stops. 20 years from now, Maybe a student finally turns their life around because they recalled something that you had said to them. So that is really a good one. And then I think maybe I possibly saved the best for last. This is just a cutesy one. This is also one that if I read this on somebody's Facebook page and and I know them, this is an easy one to see if they really fit into this category if they're just a lot of talk. This one says, an awesome teacher is hard to find, difficult to part with, and impossible to forget. That is a really good one. That encompasses so many things. If you are an awesome teacher, you care about the students, Sometimes those kind are hard to find. I I know the students have told me, even with substitute teachers, that one of the reasons they like me is that I don't just come in and sit in a chair and read a book and insist they do the work and tell them to be quiet. That ain't me. That ain't the type of sub or teacher that students enjoy having or have a better time learning with. So, Awesome teacher is hard to find, difficult to part with, and impossible to forget. If you're doing a great job in building relationships with those students, you are going to be difficult to part with when the school year is over. The students are going to be writing notes on your board telling how much they appreciate you. They might even tell you that that they're Test scores went up, and they they know that you helped them with that. And you could very well be impossible to forget. You might be one of those teachers that down the road, when somebody asks, who was your favorite teacher in, in all of your school while you were in elementary, middle school, and high school, do you think you're one of the names that comes up? If you do, then... You're one of those that's impossible to forget. So an awesome teacher is hard to find, difficult to part with, and impossible to forget. That is a good one to end on. The main focus is not to analyze all these quotes, but don't just post catchy quotes, catchphrases. Don't just post them, live them, and you're going to be a great teacher as life progresses.